We pray to you in the name of Jesus because he is there at your right hand, alive with a new body, a glorified body, a body of which we will have uh, a share when we are resurrected in your name and in your power. And I pray that you will be present with us in the way that only you can be this morning through the hearing of your story. In your name we pray, amen. Christ is risen. Hallelujah. Okay, here's the question coming, right? So what? <laughs> I just got to get, get that out there. It's the most devastating question. It's what actually, to give you a little inside secret, pastors dread preaching Easter sermons <laughs> because it's just so hard, right? Because when you were a kid and you shared your uh, you had something that you wanted to say to some other kid that was amazing to you, right? What's the worst thing that that other kid can say to you? You share your thing and they're gonna say, so? <laughs> so? <laughs> like, there's no response to that, right? So kids came up with some dumb thing, you know, so, so, suck your toe all the way to Mexico, which I don't think was a slight on Mexico, just like you're gonna be sucking your toe a long way. Like, that's the best you can do when somebody says so. It's such a put-down. And that's the challenge of the resurrection because when I walk out this door, I'm going back to the same family, the same job, the same financial situation, the same problems, the same program that I had before I heard this great message. So we've had this awesome, amazing worship time, and then it's back to real life now. For a lot of us, that's kind of how it feels. You know, we did this, now it's back to real life. So... That's the hardest question. <laughs> Faith, as we know in our minds, all right, isn't a recipe for success. So what we got this last week wasn't the secret of success. What we got is a relationship. That's what faith is. It's a relationship. It's a little bit like marriage. You know, marriage isn't a recipe for success. It's different when you get married, you know, because you're now with the one you love, but after a while you realize that marriage doesn't solve any problems. <laughs> it can create a whole new set of problems. <laughs> <laughs> and really, that's not the point. You don't get married as a recipe for success. You get married because you're in love. You get married because it's a relationship, and that relationship changes everything else. So it's the way that you'd solve your problems now. You got a partner, you got a collaborator, you got somebody who you're sharing it with. Well, I think for a lot of us, the resurrection of Jesus can sometimes feel very distant from us and the lives we live every day. That's the so what part. It's nice to get together and sing songs, but, you know, but it seems so distant. It happened a long time ago. It solved problems that we don't really think much about, many of us, the problem of sin, the problem of death, the problem of being separated from God. How often do we wake up thinking about things like that? We may not know that those problems even exist, but really sin and death and separation from God are as pressing on our hearts as any other struggle that we're facing today. It's down in there. What God wants to show us is that the raising of Jesus from the dead isn't a distant act long ago and way out there. It was never meant to be distant long ago and out there. 
It was meant to be very personal and very close and very now. Jesus wasn't raised from the dead for himself. He was raised from the dead for you and for me. Whether we put it this way or not, everybody here, I'm pretty sure, believe that there is something about our lives that should make sense. All right? There's something about us that regardless of how we might put this into words, it, it's us, it's meaningful, it should cohere, it should be sensible somehow. It's our life. We believe that it's something meaning, there's something meaningful about me. There's something, there's some reason I'm here. There's something special about this life, something. Even if things are really bad, even if we failed a lot, even if things haven't worked out the way they thought, still we hope they will. And that at the end, whatever that means, things are gonna somehow kinda come together. You know, it's like an unspoken desire, even if it's vague, but we know that left on our own, it won't happen. Things don't just come together. They just don't. Our lives are like a glass of water that starts out full at the beginning, but as we take little sips from the glass and as it kind of spills a little here and there, no matter how carefully we try not to spill, eventually we get to the end. We get to the bottom and the water is gone. That's just our life. And then what? We have a conviction that there are kind of threads running through our lives. And, and each thread represents something that we value. Special memories that we don't ever want to forget, for example. Or our dreams for ourselves. Or for our families. Or our plans for the future. There's just all kinds of things that are specific to our own lives that we really cherish. Each one of those things is kind of like a thread. And we want those threads to somehow tie together with purpose. We want to bind them together. And we're, we're working hard to do that, to take those threads and, and kind of get them woven into a picture or kind of tied up into a secure knot. And we fear that if we're not controlling it, it's just not going to happen. We want our children to be happy and healthy and well-established. We want our families to be intact and close. We want enough resources to take care of ourselves and to have something to share with other people. We want things to end well, whatever that means. But no one can tie the knot of these threads together in such a way that it can't be untied. Just nobody has ever done it. No one can hold the pieces of their own life together in such a way that things work out in the end. They won't. Either we will undermine ourselves by our own actions or we'll face circumstances that will just take the threads of our lives out of our hands altogether. Illness, abuse, broken relationships, and eventually, of course, death. As my dad, who's a doctor, likes to say, the statistics show that the death rate is at about 100%. Inescapable. And that's the truth. That's the very personal part of, of the problem. That's just a taste, small taste, of what God calls sin and death. 
And that's exactly the problem that Jesus came to solve. God knows that the threads of our lives are really valuable to us. He made us. He knows that we can't keep these threads together and tie a knot that can't be untied. Only he can do that. And that's why the resurrection is so personal. Because when Jesus was raised from the dead, he was raising us up with him. It's an amazing thing about Jesus that he, is that he never travels alone. He was born into a family and he loved them. He was a Jewish man and he celebrated the Jewish faith and traditions with his Jewish community. He chose 12 disciples and all the other women and, and the, uh, the other disciples that were with him. He let the people touch him and those that he touched and healed, he invited to walk alongside with him as much as they wanted. He was always available. He never traveled alone. He was a weaver. He was weaving those threads together of all of those lives and stitching them to make something more beautiful than they could have imagined on their own or could ever have accomplished alone by themselves. Even the tough stuff. What happens when we get to the end of the glass and there is no water left? when there's no life left, when your time is up, when you're at the very end and you're not ready to be done. Some people pretend they don't care, but most of us do. Many of us want to do things over when we mess up and we can't shake the feeling of guilt. Or maybe we want to relive again the good times that we just can't have anymore. Or maybe we want to be around when our children grow up. Or maybe we want to know what was the point of all of this. God made us that way to have those expectations. He's the one that made promises to people about what this life should be like. And as we, ha we heard from our amazing readings yesterday, right from the start, God said, this is life and it's good. Right from the start, he said that a marriage between a man and a woman should be special and that children should thrive and that people should fill the earth and take care of it. That was God's idea. Death was never part of the original picture but we messed up, and God still made promises. He promised that even though we sin, and even though we fail, and even though we suffer because of it, he's not going to turn his back on us, even when we mess up very badly. When God's own son was born as a baby, he got very close to us and very personal. When Jesus was crucified on the cross to take the punishment of our sin upon him, punishment that we deserved, he got even closer to us, even more personal. And when he rose from the dead, he got even closer still and even more personal because as he rose from the tomb of death and rose into the power of eternal life. He was holding the threads of your life in his hands. He's the only one who can keep those threads together, who can tie a knot that is stronger than death itself. Your threads, your life, he's tying you to him. He's connecting you to him. His resurrection, his life, his power is becoming yours. 
He said that he's got water that will never run dry. You will never get to the bottom of the glass of the cup of life that he gives you. There's no end to the chalice of the new covenant. The resurrection of Jesus isn't just about something that happened a long time ago out there. The power of the resurrection is right here, right now, unending, a promise that is fulfilled in your life every single day, and especially on your last day when your life here ends and on the first day when your new life begins. You can know the power of the resurrection this morning by placing the threads of your life into the hands of God where they belong. He's the only one who can truly forgive us for the broken relationship that we have with him through our sin and take away our guilt. He's the only one who can treat the things and people we cherish with wisdom and love that's even stronger than our own. He's the only one who can show us what real life is truly about and pull the threads together. He's the only one who can be present with you even in the darkest moments and share with you what it's all about. The way you know that is to put your trust in him. When I was a young boy and learning how to fish, I remember sitting in the boat and casting my line out, and it didn't get very far because I had a huge snarl. One of the mysteries of the modern world, <laughs> how such a simple action can result in so much chaos so quickly. <laughs> I have often wondered how it happens like that. Something so simple can go so wrong, and I tried so hard to fix it with my little fingers, my little hands, tried to undo that knot, and all other knots and keep track of the fishing line piling up around my feet. And I started to get frustrated and overwhelmed, and I was starting to melt down in despair. And my dad asked me, do you need some help? I wanted badly to do this by myself, but I couldn't. So I just took the whole mess, and I gave it to him. And he took it into his lap, and he carefully and patiently and quietly started to straighten out the line and set the reel properly and cast the bait out far under the lake and he handed the pole back to me and we sat quietly together in the boat as the water lapped up against it and I was so happy. That's trust. Jesus said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not die, but have eternal life. You can place your trust in him by saying a simple prayer like this. Jesus, my life is full of knots. I can't untie them without your help. I ask for your forgiveness. I ask you to take the threads. I trust you to do this rather than myself. Amen. When Jesus rose from the dead, he was holding the threads of your life in his hands. The Lord is risen. Hallelujah.